Good morning, everybody. It's so great that you've joined us for this service. We're going to have a fantastic time as we worship the Lord together and as we gather around the Word. So won't you begin to get your heart ready so that we can have time of fellowship with our Father. I just want to remind you also, tonight is our Christmas carol service and carols by candlelight. So please join us. Uh, and it's going to be a great time together as we just celebrate Christmas and the end of this year. Bless you. We'll see you tonight. Stop working, you never stop working. 
What a great way to start the service this morning, the singing that you're making a way for us. So just from your heart, express love to the Lord and express your gratitude. Open wide the gates with thanksgiving this morning and give thanks to the Lord. And maybe there's situations, as I'm sure there are, that there's no finality, things aren't wrapped up. But the Lord is gracious and compassionate to us. And so this morning, from a place of faith, express your gratitude to the Lord, saying, thank you, Lord. Even when I don't see it, you are working, you are moving, you are making a way. And as your son this morning, as your daughter this morning, I'm putting my trust and faith in you, Daddy, Abba Father, Mighty God, Savior. If you are for me, who can be against me? I know that you are carving a way. You are making a river in the desert. You are softening these things and you are bringing in your grace and your peace. I give you thanks this morning. Thank you, Lord. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there's peace within His presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Your name is power Your
shot Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Yes, church, will you shout Jesus? Shout Jesus. For your family. Yes, speak it. Let's speak it again, church. Shout Jesus. Yes, we shout it. Fair 
Let's just pray together. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what the challenges we face during this year, that we have been able to overcome because you are good. And I thank you, Lord, that as we come together and we gather around your word now, that you would speak to us, that your spirit will instruct us and strengthen us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're also so privileged to bring our tithes and our offerings to you, to worship you in this way also, to declare our dependency on you and that everything in our lives is about you. I want to pray for every family, every person that gives, every person, even those that cannot give, Lord, we pray your favor, your blessing upon us. And we, we pray already for 2021 and we trust you for your provision for next year and for your faithfulness and your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now you'll see the, the information coming up on the screen. So please won't you take this opportunity to give your offerings and to pay your tithes um, as we do that as worship unto the Lord. And thank you for your faithfulness as you continue to give. Well, this morning I want to sh uh, share a message with you that I've entitled Ending Well, Starting Better. In uh, one of our staff teams, we have a, a saying that at this time of the year, we always remind each other and we say to each other, remember where you land the plane is where you take off next year. And, um, you know, whenever we come to the end of a year, it's not a complete end. It's like a, a transition because we need to end a year well so that we can start a new year. And I want to liken that to what the scripture speaks about when it talks about seasons. And you'll know that well-known scripture in uh, Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 and 2, where it says, <clears throat> There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot. There's a season for everything. Seasons come, and seasons go. And for us to continue to do well and move forward, we have to understand how to end a season well so that we can begin the next season better than what we ended the previous season. And that's what I want to share with us today and encourage you around. How do we end a season well so that we can start the new season better? Because I think the reality is, and I think you'll agree with me, that we as people are generally better at starting things than we are at ending things. Statistics show us that how many things that people start we don't take right through and we don't become successful with it. Uh, studies in America, for instance, by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics says that approximately 20% of new businesses fail during the first two years of being open, 45% during the first five, and 65 during the first 10 years. Only 25% of new businesses make it to 15 years or more. So 75 started well. Percent started well, but aren't able to go the distance. Even in ministry, we see the same. A study done, a studies done by Bar the Barna Group and uh, Fuller Institute says that 1,500 clergy, 1,500 pastors every month in the U.S. leave the ministry. And in these times, it's even been more in this year of COVID-19. 1,500 every month. They say that 90% of clergymen, people that start in the ministry, will not retire in the ministry. 90%. Only 10% start and go right through. Now, I know there's times where God leads them in a different direction and all of that. But that's not 90% of people. 
And you can think about perhaps where you started 2020. And if you're honest with yourself, how much of what you started in 2020 did you actually bring to completion? Now, I know. 2020, the one good thing about 2020 is it's provided us with a huge rug to sweep everything that we weren't able to do under called COVID-19 and lockdown. But if we're really honest with ourselves, there are things that even at lockdown we started and we haven't been able to continue. We just generally are, as people, so much better at starting something than taking it to its end. But there's another scripture in Ecclesiastes, verse, chapter 7, verse 8, and listen to this. The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. The end of a matter is better, another translation says, more important than its beginning. <laughs> you know, uh, that goes against so much of what we feel. You know, generally we want to start something new. There's energy, there's excitement, there's vision, there's a dream. And, uh, but as we get going and the obstacles that we have to overcome... We just lose momentum. And, and somebody once said that a vision is not fulfilled when the cost exceeds the expectation. And it's just who we are as people. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of, of teaching, even in the church, about how to end a season well. We talk a lot about vision and talking about starting a vision and, and about getting you know, momentum and how to lead people towards a vision. But we don't often talk about how to end something and transition into the next thing. But if you think about it, so much of our lives, we spend ending things and restarting something new. And if you don't know when a season comes to an end and what that means and how you need to transition to the next season, you often get stuck, don't we? We often get stuck in a season or in a, in a place of, of in-between and we get stuck and we don't know what to do because we're longing for what was and we don't understand what is to come. And I think COVID-19, you know, we talk about the new normal and what was and what is to come and, and if we don't transition well. So that's why I want to talk about this today, and particularly as we come at the end of this year because I believe next year we need to start with a new momentum. The body of Christ needs to begin with some new verve and some new fire in our, in our hearts, a new passion and stirring for the kingdom of God. I think this has been a fantastic year of preparation and the Lord working in our lives. But next year we need to hit the, you know, hit the road running and we need to get going and do some things in the kingdom of God. So that's what I want to talk about. I, John the Baptist comes to mind for me. John the Baptist was this amazing character in scripture. Jesus said he's the greatest man born of woman. I mean, he was this prophet like Elijah. He was a, a bright, shining star in his time. His ministry sort of exploded. And uh, he called people to the desert, had this revival happen. He was a, a great name. Everybody knew about him. He was just a, a guy on the up, and, and it was happening for him. But then Jesus came. And at some point, Jesus' the morning star eclipsed this rising star of John the Baptist. And there had to come a point where John the Baptist had to discern the seasons were changing. The season of his ministry was coming to an end and the season of Jesus's ministry was beginning. And that he had to step back. And do you remember that, that great scripture where, where, where he said um, uh, in John 3 verse 29 to 30, he says, therefore this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. 
And for John the Baptist, that wasn't just a nice saying, Jesus must increase. That was a reality in his life. Sorry, a reality in his life. That was real for him. That meant he disappeared into the shadows. His time was finished. It was the time for Jesus to come. And because he did that well, he will forever be an example, a model for us about how some things come to an end and how others begin and how to do that well. Now, I want to say to you that we are so privileged as believers. You know, because our beginning, our middle, and the end of anything in our lives, our lives in its totality, or any season, or any process, or any activity in our lives, the beginning, the middle, and the end is all about Jesus. So we've got a unifying factor in our lives. We've got something that walks us from the end, from the beginning to the end. Because everything is about Jesus. And therefore, I believe that as, as believers, as Christians, as followers of Christ, disciples, we can do this well. Because it's all about Jesus. If the, the beginning is about me, I'm going to struggle. If the end is about me, I'm going to struggle. But if it's about Jesus, beginning, middle, and end, there's a possibility for us to do well and to transition well. So what I want to do with you today as I talk about ending a season well is I want to talk about five commitments to ending well and starting better. Five commitments. I think there's more. I'm sure there's a lot more. But I want to share these five commitments with you that I want to encourage you and, and, and in a sense challenge you if, if you allow me to make these commitments so that you can end this season well and begin the next season in a better place. These five commitments quickly that I'm going to talk about is a commitment to reality. A commitment to relationships, a commitment to gratitude, a commitment to prayer, and a commitment to faith. And again, there's more. But these are the five that I just felt led to speak to you about today. So first of all, a commitment to reality. Remember, we're talking in the context of a season coming to an end and a new season having to begin. And I believe that if you want to do that process well, if you want to bring something to an end and then allow something new to develop, and I say bring something to an end like... Like I think it, it, it's often in our control, and which you know it's not. So often things come to an end, and it's not because we planned it. We, we, it, it happens to us, or it's sort of not completely in our control. But how do I allow a season to come to an end and a new one to begin? I believe the first commitment you have to have is to reality. I'm going to read you a scripture in Luke 14, verse 28 to 30, where Jesus says the following. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everything, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build but wasn't able to finish. Now, this scripture talks a little bit more about starting something, but I want to apply it to ending something and say, just as you must start something with reality, you've also got to end something with reality. What I mean by that is, you know, when you think of COVID-19 and 2020, for many people it was such a hard and difficult year that the temptation is upon us that we just want to end this year, we want to get it in our rearview mirror, and we want to move on. We, we don't want to think about this year. But the problem is if we do that, then we will miss the real lessons and the working of God that happened during this time. Because you and I believe, don't we, that Jesus is always with us and he's always busy with us. So in the, in the most difficult seasons is often when God is the hardest at work in our lives. And if we 
just want to get past the difficult times and, and, and forget about it and move on, then we may miss some of the lessons that we learned in that time and that's supposed to take with us. It doesn't help that we, that we are unrealistic about the season that has just passed. We have to be realistic about it. And, and that's why I, I think it's so important to do what our circle of change, you know, one of our life shapes talks about, to observe, reflect, discuss, to take time, to look at the season that perhaps you're coming at the, at the end of, and I think we're all coming to the end of a season now, is to say, Lord, please show me in reality what happened during this season. Because you could either color it all bad or all good and live in some fake make-believe world. And, and, and create a narrative in your mind that's not real. But the truth is probably more there were good parts and bad parts. There were things I did well and there were things I didn't do so well. And it's really important to, in reality, be able to sit down and get a sense of what, what was good, what was bad, what did I do well, what didn't I do well, so that I can learn the lessons that I needed to learn. Because you know what? If you don't learn them, guess what's going to happen? You're going to go around this again. And you, you, because we have to learn these lessons. Because God is training us for reigning. He's busy setting us up. He's busy positioning us for the more, for the next. So there are certain tests that we have to pass. And therefore, we have to have a commitment to reality. Remember when the Israelites came out of their season of, of wandering in the desert. Egypt has come to an end. They passed through the, the Red Sea. And then they, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. And then they had to cross the Jordan River to enter the promised land. Do you remember what happened? And it's recorded for us in Joshua 4, uh, where, the, where the Lord tells them to, once they've passed through, to gather 12 stones and to build a memorial. And he said, so that they will forever remember their time in the desert. That's in Joshua 4, verse 6 to 7. And so that the, whenever the next generation would come past and would say, now why is this stone here? And then the story would be told. The lessons that we learned in the desert. There's things that Israel learned in the desert that they couldn't learn in the promised land or in Egypt. Every season has its value. Every season has its meaning. Every season has nuggets. Sometimes it's a lot of dirt that you have to move to find those nuggets. But if you, if you have a commitment to reality, you will find them. So can I ask you, have a commitment to reality. Don't, don't just gloss over. Don't just you know, cover over things. Sit down and say, Lord, what is the reality of what I've just been through? So the first thing is a commitment to reality. Secondly, a commitment to relationships. The, uh, according to the American Psychological Association, the studies that they've done about resilience, you know what resilience is? is the ability to bounce back, is to have gone through a difficult time and then to be able to dust yourself up and get up and go for it again and even be stronger than you were before. You know, often in, when an when a athlete gets injured, they have to go through a long time of rehabilitation so that, so that they can come back and come back stronger than what they were before. And in our lives, we have to have resilience. But this is what the, the American Psychological Association found. They said the number one factor that helps people to have resilience is healthy relationships. Healthy relationships, more, above any other thing, there's a number of things that help people develop resilience. But above anything else, 
Healthy relationships helps us have resilience. And I think we've seen it. We saw it in COVID-19. It was so clear in the, in the life of our communities and our churches that people that had relationships, people that were connected, people that had community groups that they belonged to, for instance, or in volunteer groups and, and had, uh, had friendship groups and had con- uh, continued to have contact, they just did better because relationships are so important to resilience, to getting us to bounce back. So if you've come out of a season that's been difficult and you need that resilience to move into the next season, perhaps you, you know, it's so easy at the end of 2020 to feel like, I I don't even want to think about 2021 because I, I can't, I can't, I won't be ready for it. But at some point we have to get up and move on again, have resilience And it's where our relationships are so important, a commitment to relationships. I want to read you a a little bit of of Acts 20, where Paul is spending time ending a season. Because he is now ending the season of where he planted churches and journeyed with people. And to get ready for the new season, which is to go to Rome to face uh, the emperor. And that would cost him his life, ultimately. So he's ending a season and beginning a new season. But we, we pick up in Acts 20 where he's in Ephesus greeting the, the believers there, the elders of the church, people that he loved, that he's had a relationship with. And listen to this. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance, an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced and kissed him. Can you see his, his commitment to relationships at ending a season? And he's, what he's doing is holding himself accountable. He's saying to them, guys, you have watched my life. These are the things that are important. And, and there's a lot more in the previous verses. He's, he's in a sense saying to them, is this true about my life? He's making himself accountable to them. But he's celebrating relationships. You know, one of the, the things that I often feel so sad about is how when a season comes to end and, and people want to end a season, they dishonor the relationships of that season. And they just want to move on to the next season. Perhaps you, you, you've been in a, in a job, but you felt that your season with that job has come to an end. And you need to move on. It's so vital that you honor the relationships of that season. And that you draw that as good as you can possibly to an end. Because where you land the plane is where you take off. If you're going to dishonor those relationships, you're going to carry something with you to the next. Because then it's about you. It's not about the bigger picture because Jesus loves every person. You know, even in sometimes in a season, what happens is a season comes to an end because we start getting frustrated. It's, it's often the tool God uses to make us aware that a season is coming to an end. We begin, it's not always, not always. Sometimes it's other things going on, but sometimes. And we get frustrated and we start just, you know, sickling with the people around us and just things aren't, you know. Be very careful that you don't dishonor. That when you leave, you leave well. Because if you leave well, you can enter well. Honor the relationships. Have a commitment to relationships. Have a commitment to accountability in your relationships. 
it's it, it, even to bring it back to a commitment to reality. That's where relationships help. Because sometimes I have a viewpoint of a season, but when I bring it to people that I'm accountable with and, and, and share it, they give me their perspective and I go, wow, that's actually a better perspective or that's a fuller perspective. Because I want a commitment to reality and a commitment to relationships. The next one is a commitment to gratitude. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, Paul writes to the Thessalonians, people going through a tough time, he's saying, Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. Every season has good things in it, like I spoke about earlier. And it's through gratitude that we actually get to mine for those good things. When we have an attitude of gratitude, an attitude that says, I'm thankful, and I'm in that thankfulness, I'm discovering the things that I, even more that I can be thankful for. Because in every season I can be thankful, but God is faithful, God loves me. That's always true. But there's manifestations of that in that particular season. And when I have gratitude, it's so much easier to discover the things that God has done. And then I'm grateful. And again, that's part of the reality. I become grateful. It's not that I don't see the difficulties. That's not what a Christian does. We see the challenges. We see the difficulties. We, we're honest. We're realistic about what we failed at, what was hard for us, what, what we really struggled with. But we do it from an attitude of gratitude, from a place of, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful. That's why Paul could say, I've learned to abase and abound. Whatever the season is, if it's a season of plenty, I'm okay. If it's a season of little, I'm okay. Because it's not about the external things. It's about my heart and who God is in me. I have an attitude of gratitude. So won't you with me just look at the season that you're coming out of and say, Lord, I want to... See the good things. And a lot of the good things are covered in, in ugly things first. It's like a, you know, it's like a little chocolate that's wrapped up. And, and you can only get to that good inside if you wrap, take the wrapping off first. And so often the good things that we're learning come and they're wrapped in some bad experiences. But with gratitude, we can discover those things. There's a, a Vietnamese proverb, proverb that goes like this. When eating fruit, remember the one who planted the tree. Be thankful. Because that which you're enjoying today, somebody else paid the price for it. And there's always somebody that paid a price. For you to come out of a season, there's always somebody that paid a price. Jesus paid a price so that we could be with him. But there's others also that always paid a price. Think of those. Be thankful. Wrap a season the end of a season in gratitude. Because again, if you come out of a season with gratitude, you'll enter the new season with gratitude. If you cement a season in bitterness, anger, disappointment, frustration, unforgiveness, you begin a season with those things in your life. But if you wrap up a season, and Natasha and I have had to many times in our lives, things come to an end and it's hard and, you, and it breaks your heart and but then we always say to one another, we travel light. We leave everything behind that we have to in terms of our hearts are pure, our hearts are clean. We don't carry any unforgiveness or bitterness or anger or festering disappointment or anything with us. Because I, I, I can't tackle the new 
if I'm carrying stuff from the old, the wrong stuff. I only want to carry the lessons I've learned, the things I'm grateful for, because they help me in the new season. The other stuff weighs me down, makes it hard in the new season that already has its own challenges. So wrap a season in gratitude that you can start a new season in gratitude. The, the, the fourth one is commitment to prayer. In, in John 17, we read about Jesus wrapping up a season. The season of having been with his disciples and having been with them and instructing them. And now he's beginning to transition into, this, into the time of the crucifixion and ultimately him leaving them. And, the, and the, the major point of transition we catch in John 17 where Jesus prays for his disciples and he prays for us. And John 17 verse 1 begins like this. It says, and after Jesus said this, so there's something after, something finishing. He looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Something's ending, something new is becoming. The hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. And then he spends the whole of chapter 17 in prayer. I want to tell you, if you want to end a season well, go to God in prayer about that season. And that's part of the realistic relationships, commitments. It's part of the gratitude. You know, because prayer is where we gain perspective. There's no better place to gain perspective than in prayer. Because it's in prayer that we get elevated to see from God's perspective. It's in prayer that we hear what God has to say about a season. It's in prayer where he reveals to us the things that we didn't even see or notice or pick up. So have a commitment to prayer. Pray through. Pray about a season. We're so quick to talk. We're so quick to pass judgment. We're so quick to form our opinions and to speak about how we feel about things before we've talked to God about it. And then we often color a season in our own minds and there's no space for God. Before you sum up a season and, and write the, the obituary on the, of a season, go to God first and say, Lord, give me your perspective. Pray through it. Because when you end a season with God's perspective, guess what? You'll start the new season with God's perspective. If you end a season without God's perspective, you can't start a new season with God's perspective. So that transition time is always so valuable. That's why every year we have a time where we end a year and then we begin a new year. End well so that we can begin well and end in prayer. In the, in the Navy, before the days of GPS and you know, global positioning systems, the navigators of a ship would use a sextant and they would do what they would call shoot the stars at dawn and at dusk. Every morning and every evening, they would shoot the stars. What that was, they would measure their, their, their path. So that if they did it every day, they could make a small correction. So often during the night, as they were traveling, they would just veer off their, their course by one degree. And in the morning when they shot the stars, they would be able to make that correction. Or through the day, as they got busy and distracted, they would veer off. And at night, they would shoot the stars and just make a correction. If they didn't do it every morning and every evening, that by the time they got to the end of their trip and then wanted to do a correction, they'd find that it has to be a major correction that's very costly and they're far off course and, and perhaps they can't even make the correction. That's what prayer does for us. Regular prayer. Daily checking in with God. We're shooting the stars. He's our north star. He's our truth, our, uh, which holds steady. And every day, regularly, I want to come and say, Lord, have I veered off? I want to encourage you. Have a commitment to prayer. So that when you end a season, you're not far off. And then you begin a new season. You know which direction. And then you check regularly. 
The last one I want to say is a commitment to faith. And these all work together. Hebrews 11, which is this hall of fame of the people of faith. We read in verse 1 to 2. Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It talks a lot about what we didn't see in the past season and what we don't yet see of the future season. But particularly if we talk about the future and the next season, we need a hope that's, that, that is based in a faith. Because if we don't start the new season with faith, we will not have the, the, the energy, the motivation, the, the, the thinking, the reasoning to be able to, circum, you know, to circumnavigate that season and to go through that season well. We need the faith. This is what the ancients were commended for, is that they had this. These heroes of the faith that is recorded from the Old Testament in, in Hebrews 11, this is what they had. They had that faith, that, that confidence and assurance about things that they couldn't even see. Every one of them was called, like Abraham, called to a land that he didn't know, like Moses to a promised land which he didn't know. They were all called to do something and go somewhere which they didn't understand, but they did it because they were in God. But in verse, in verse 13, it explains something for us about their hearts. It says, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Isn't it fantastic? They did, for all these people were still living by faith when they died. When their time came to an end, they were still in faith. And they were ready to move into the next by faith. When our time on earth comes at end, may it be in faith, so that in faith we step into the eternity. And for many of them, here it says all of them, that actually that they started the journey with, they never saw come to pass. They only saw it in a distance. They saw it by faith. So they kept reading that sextant and they kept moving towards God, what God was saying to them. But they never got close to it. But they were in the right direction. They were moving. And so that the next that took over from them just carried that journey forth. They only saw it from a distance. But their hearts was a heart set on pilgrimage, as Psalm 84 says their hearts was always about transitioning to the next so they ended in faith so that they could begin so that the next could begin in faith and sometimes we will not get to where we want to go sometimes we are the ones and i think the older i get the more i know about how my life is about moving something from the past to prepare it for the next there's a next group of leaders that's going to take over from me there's a next group of people, and, and so much about my time as a leader is about preparing the next ones. So that when I end, I've ended well, and, and, they can t and I've landed the plane at the right place so that they can take off from that place. That there's no deficit. Isn't it beautiful how, how the temple in the Old Testament was built by David and, and um, <laughs> who was this? Solomon together. Sorry, suddenly that went out of my mind. Uh, David and Solomon together, two generations. The one did a part, landed the plane. The next one took off and built forward. And so it is with the body of Christ. So it is with so much in our lives, not in our families, in our, in our workspaces, everywhere. Our place of contribution, our contribution will always come to an end. And can we end that season well? It's, it's one of the saddest things for me, particularly in churches, is when you see a leader overstay their season. 
is when they hold on to the previous season a little bit too long. Because then they start breaking down what they've actually built and not recognizing the time of ending. Because we don't honor ending enough. We don't honor ending well enough. Can we have the same spirit as John the Baptist? That when our time is coming to an end, we say, or when the time of something comes to an end, we can say, it's all about Jesus. My beginning, my middle, my end is all about Jesus. Paul said it's for me to die is Christ, is gain. But to live is Christ. And he knew when his seasons were changing. As we're coming to the end of this year, I want to encourage you. Can you pick up those five commitments? Can you pick up those five commitments to, and I read them to you again, a commitment to reality, to, to be realistic about where you are, to be in truth, not in fanciful imagination, but in truth. Can you have a commitment to relationships? Honor your relationships. Be accountable. Can you have a commitment to gratitude, to be thankful? No matter what has gone and what will come, we are faith thankful. A commitment to prayer, everything we gain perspective in prayer. And a commitment to faith, that we trust God. We trust Him in the past season, we trust Him in the next season. We have faith, because faith is what builds the kingdom of God. And if we do that, and I would like you to, to really practically do that. Because I know through COVID-19, many people in times of lockdown, and you know, our, our, our lifestyles were changed. We, a lot of people spend more time at home. And so a lot of people are reevaluating their lives and saying, you know, I just don't want to go back to the way it was before COVID-19. And that's fantastic that we have. But can we make sure that we discern the seasons in God and what He is saying, not just what our flesh cries out for or what we think is the right thing? And I think we have a better chance if we have those commitments, a commitment to reality, commitment to relationships, commitment to gratitude, a commitment to prayer and a commitment to faith. To end a season well so we can begin a season well. I want to pray with us and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. That we will end this year, this season, the seasons in your life, and we all have different seasons. The season of lockdown life, that we will end it well. So that we can get going again in the next. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. That you are our Alpha and our Omega, our beginning and our end. That everything in our life starts in you and everything ends in you. And thank you, Lord, that we know that there's a season for everything under the sun. And we want to start well, we want to do the middle well, and we want to do the end well. And I pray for it, every one of us, every one that right now there's a transition happening. I pray, Lord, that you would by your spirit help us to understand what's going on, to be realistic about it. That we will honor the relationships of the past season so that we can honor the relationships of the new season. Lord, that you would help us to have an attitude of gratitude. Even when we, when we had so much loss and so much struggle in a season, that we, would, that we would have a gratitude in our heart for your faithfulness. And that we would discover the lessons and, and carry them as gold with us into the next. Lord, that we would have a commitment to prayer. I pray for us that we would... Spend time with you regularly, checking our course, not wandering off, so that we can transition well from the one to the next. And then finally, Lord, that we will have faith in our hearts. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, that which we cannot see. I pray, Lord, that the faith that was built in this past season 
will propel us into the next season. And I pray, Lord, that we would be a community that will end this year well so that we can begin the next year in a better place. And I thank you for that. Bless every family, every person over this service today by your presence, your guidance, and your leading. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It's been so great for me to share the word with you. And throughout this year, it's been such an honor and a privilege. And we look forward to the next. And uh, I want to just encourage you. If you want prayer today, please connect with the people as it's shown on your screens. And uh, connect with them. And just you know, let somebody pray with you and help you in this transition that you're going through. May the Lord bless you. We look forward to seeing you again next time.